Well, welcome back to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven, and as usual, it's a great pleasure to have your company. Now, today, I've got a really special guest and a subject that we really haven't delved into much before, which is why I'm very excited by what's going to happen. My guest today is Professor Johnson Wong from uh, the United International College, which is uh, on two campuses. One is Beijing's Normal University and one is Hong Kong's Baptist University. And Johnson's been there right since the beginning, about 15 years now. But more than that, he was also in at the very beginning of creating an organization called Social Workers Without Borders, which is a post-disaster humanitarian care organization, which essentially is it helps social workers, train social workers into disasters, human, uh, tsunamis, earthquakes and everything. But now we want to talk about it sliding down, uh, cascading, yeah. if you like. Johnston. Welcome. To hello. The- hello, David. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Now, I've given yeah, a bit of- it's my privilege. <laughs> Thank you. <Yes. laughs> I've given a bit of an introduction here um, about um, social workers uh, without borders. But I think, obviously, you're the man to tell us how it began, why it began and, and, and where you see it going today, about well, 15 years on since its inception. So could you give us some explanation of that? Well, uh, uh, this organization uh, in uh, disaster management or disaster social work uh, actually started in uh, 2004 after the Asian tsunami. Uh, after, uh, at that time, I was a social worker and also a teacher in uh, Hong Kong, a social work educator. And then we think about uh, what should we do about it? Uh, uh, other than just donating money, can we do more and uh, to show the, the responsibility of a work, of a social worker? So actually, a group of us uh, went down to uh, Phuket Island, and then uh, we start uh, a service continuously for uh, one year. So uh, eight groups of social workers were uh, gathered, and then uh, we went down to uh, the Phuket Island and serve uh, roughly and stayed roughly two to three weeks. So one after one batch after the other. And that is why we started as a uh, as a volunteer groups. Actually all social workers when there were volunteers. So uh, we paid our own airfare and then uh, we also uh, collect some money to uh, uh, to foot the program fees and then some some gifts for the children etc. And we think that it is very meaningful so we continue. So we continue, and then the, uh, we were involved in the uh, uh, 2008 Wanchun earthquake, and then the, later on uh, in the 2015 Lipor earthquake, and then the 2011 uh, East Japan uh, earthquake, etc. And then there are a number of uh, smaller uh, incidents in China in, uh, that bring us to, up to today. And then the, we try to um, train the, uh, a lot of people uh, volunteers and also social workers uh, to be involved and to be prepared for crisis, uh, critical incidents and and involved in the crisis intervention. You've done so a this substantial is, amount yes. of work, haven't you? Uh, I think, uh, well, it is, uh, I think we have a lot of challenges and then uh, mm. the work is substantial, but uh, it is not uh, one or two persons work. Uh, it is uh, the work of several uh, I think, of course, we have some uh, key uh, supporters, and then uh, every time we uh, organize a different group, and 
Uh, at the very beginning, we, as I said, we do not have any financial support. We uh, just uh, paid our own fees. But later on, we do get uh, some funding from the government. For example, after the Wonton earthquake, we have uh, uh, received the fund from the Hong Kong uh, SAR government uh, mm. to do a three years project in the in Sichuan area. And uh, that project is a three years post-disaster community service. And uh, they uh, provided us with uh, 10 social workers, four Hong Kong social workers and uh, six local social workers. So we work as a team. And then, uh, and what is very, uh, a very, very good experience for us. Yeah, we can see that uh, we can do a lot of things after, uh, before the disaster, during the disaster, and after the disaster, which is very important. Yeah. Well, I know that there are individuals around the world within social work who are obviously either yes. aware of what you're doing or, or doing something similar themselves. But let's be honest here. What you've described, the particular discipline, if you like, within social work of disaster management, if you like, first responding and, and, and bringing the skills of social work to these disasters, it's not exactly mainstream now around the world. I mean, and, and it, it seems so logical that it actually should become part of kind of comprehensive training and understanding and preparedness among social workers to be there as first responders. Uh, are you yeah. seeing any movement yeah. towards that at all? I, I agree. I think uh, uh, actually there's a lot of uh, suggestion about whether disaster social work should be included in the curriculum. Uh, for example, at least a course uh, on disaster uh, manage, uh, response and management. Uh, but uh, although uh, I think a uh, uh, what, what I suggest is a social psychological EDRM, emergency and disaster risk management, a com more comprehensive or shifting focus. Uh, although this is not, uh, I haven't seen any uh, full course like this, uh, but I think uh, the basic intervention strategy, which is a crisis intervention, has been, the, um, I think, developed in the social work for a long time, a crisis intervention model. But on, personal, on the, a personal yeah. level, on a family level, on an individual level, rather rather than being scaled up to what you're describing, was that, is that a fair assessment? Yes, yes, yes. And of course, uh, I think uh, when uh, large-scale disaster is getting more and more common, and yeah. then um, I think we should uh, also expand that. And it is also a very good area for international social work cooperation. Mm. Mm. Listen, I'm, I, 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 on the front page of this podcast, I always put all the contact details and links and so forth. So just to let people listening know that if you're kind enough to give me any links you want to, whether it's Social Workers Without Borders, and as well as your own universities and, and, and the work that you're doing, I mean, I will, these links will be on the front page of this podcast. So I just want to clarify that for anybody that's listening. Thank so, you. Okay. Mm. Now, you actually do, uh, I mean, you actually are a professor of social work at, 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 at the International College. Right. And if I remember rightly, the entire is about 1,400 students. Is that right? Uh, now, right now, we have around uh, 7,000 uh, students. But on yeah. the social, then, yeah. yeah. Uh, but social work, uh, uh, I mean, social work, we have only a small class. Uh, mm. Each year, we, are, we have around uh, 40 to 50. Oh. So we, we have less than, uh, less than 200. Okay, okay. So... Is that 
something that's developing all throughout China uh, is social work. Uh, what, what is the scale of social work training and provision if you, throughout China, would you say? Yeah, uh, China, I think uh, social work has a very early history. I think uh, even before uh, the establishment of the PLC, uh, actually we, they, uh, in the former Peking University, now we, we call it the Beijing University, but it is a Peking mm -hmm. University, we, they already started a social work program under sociology. And uh, there are a number of uh, Chinese uh, early educators, social work educators, who were trained in uh, in United States, uh, and then they went came back, and then they started uh, 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 social work education. Hmm. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it has been dormanted for a long time uh, without much support, uh, and it was reopened in 1978 and 1979. Uh, but at present, there are around 300 uh, undergraduate programs, and then around uh, 100 master programs in, in social work. Yeah, so uh, it is expanding, uh, I think, particularly after 2006, because on, on that year, the uh, Chinese government uh, consider that it's important to develop a lot, they call a large team of social worker. So uh, social work education was, uh, uh, what was uh, again, uh, uh, received a lot of support, approval from the education department. And, and, then, the, they, 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 and then the society is creating social work jobs. Uh, but at the moment, I think uh, social work uh, is still not a very uh, professional uh, um, they do not enjoy a very professional status as compared with uh, uh, even teachers or even with, uh, uh, of course, law lawyers and doctors. Uh, but I think uh, we go through the same trend in Hong Kong. Uh, originally, Hong Kong social workers is more or less like welfare workers. Uh, you just uh, yeah, you deal with uh, social security problems. Uh, but uh, later on, it was fully recognized and expand. And I think the pay of Hong Kong social worker is one of the highest in the, uh, in the area. Yeah. It's fascinating and, to listen to how you actually are describing the, the growth of, if you like, or the, well, I mean, it might be slow, but the professionalization of social work within um, China. Uh, because certainly in the UK, and I know this in the Western sort of world as well, Social work is not in the UK recognized uh, as highly as some other professions. You're quite right. It's the exact same here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what we're always striving, I think, to do here is to uh, achieve a status of becoming an independent professional, but accepting it's in a corporate environment. So, mm -hmm. you know, in other words, you know, you, you should be taken on for your own independent opinions and abilities, but you have to stick by the rules of the people that pay you to some extent. <laughs> uh well, I think uh, I think we can always look uh, for better, and then uh, I think uh, there's a time uh, that social workers uh, may receive a more professional respect. Uh, but of course, at the same time, we ought to look at our training as well, whether uh, we are really prof uh, uh, training our uh, our students to such a uh, a level. For example, we also have uh, now uh, the government in China is also. Um, expanding social workers' role and task in hospitals. So oh, yeah. we must work together with uh, other professionals like doctors, nurses, uh, physicians, and then, of course, uh, paraprofessionals. So uh, are we capable of uh, 
making very sound judgment uh, with uh, evidence-based practices and then we, are we skillful enough? Yeah, we also have to think about those uh, issues uh, before. And so professionalization is not something that we can sit back and wait. Uh, we have to do a lot of work. Yeah, no, I agree. Yes. I mean, obviously, the social work task uh, anywhere in the world involves, as you say, making a good comprehensive assessments of need. Yes. Uh, yes. But um, more and more, certainly here, um, mm. multi-agency task. Um, are, are more prevalent now in terms of being able to work together as teams, essentially. Although in certain areas, social work has the lead. So, for example, in child abuse or safeguarding, okay. mm-hmm. um, you know, of all the agencies, but they tend to work together much more closely. Is that, is that a trend you see happening more in, in Hong Kong, China? I mean, in terms of um, the development of the profession? Hong Kong, I think, uh, is uh, very fam- uh, very similar to uh, United Kingdom because Hong Kong has uh, borrowed the system uh, from uh, UK uh, since its development. And of course, uh, there are also a lot of training uh, based uh, with, a, with a United States kind of American um, kind of training as well. But the system, I mean, the, originally how they developed the social welfare department and then uh, and how they uh, employ social workers uh, by by government by subvention. Uh, it is uh, very uh, very much a British model. Uh, but in China, it's entirely different thing. Uh, China, yeah, China is quite different. Uh, but China also has a long history of community services uh, since it's, I mean, the PRC uh, up, uh, it emphasized a lot about uh, developing the. Uh, community, uh, particularly the rural areas, and then it also emphasizes uh, about the elimination of poverty. So uh, the focus may be different, but uh, gradually uh, social work, uh, of course, in China also grow. And look, uh, and the government is fully aware of the uh, big country and the huge population. So it is very difficult to go one step uh, directly to. Uh, uh, professionalization because it means that uh, they have to train a lot of social worker with uh, at least at minimum diploma education or university education so they use a wait i think a dual dual approach on one hand they introduce social work examination so all the local community workers can go through and prepare for themselves for examinations which is centralized uh, all china uh, examination and there were three levels. Uh, the junior there was a, uh, there are three levels: the, the basic uh, social work certificates, and then the medium, and then the higher uh, uh, social workers or senior social workers uh, certification. So they use certification system and plus examination. And then the other hand, uh, they they started uh, the social work education training. Uh, but at, at present, although I say there are so many a uh, few hundred schools offering this kind of program. But compare with the population is still very, very minimal. Well, like so it said, takes a long yeah. time to catch up. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, to turn a country like uh, the UK away and round and progress and so forth, sometimes it feels like you know turning around a a, a, a ferry ship, you know. But but with yeah. China, it's imagined it's like turning around a giant oil tanker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, uh, well, uh, and I, I am suggesting that also uh, perhaps the areas, the primorities areas of work uh, may be a little 
bit different too. Of course, a uh, hospital social service is a. Uh, is uh, always important in uh, is a uh, leading uh, uh, field in the in the industry, uh, but also I think China emphasizes a lot about community work and anti poverty. Yeah, that's very southern hemisphere as well. If I might say, I know China's not, but you know what I'm saying, in the sense that mm, with, yeah. with, leaving your experience out of it for a moment, I I, I had a very rough rule of thumb. That in in the mm -hmm. northern, so if you like, the western industrialized countries, the, the social work was more about individuals and families, whereas in in the southern hemisphere and many of the developing countries as well, a, a lot in Africa especially, a lot of it was about mm. community community work, um, rather than yeah, necessa true. necessarily individuals. Now, and I was wondering where, along that scale, you 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 see China kind of sitting. Well, I think China uh, is uh, still divided into rural areas and urban areas. I think in the coastal areas, uh, the cities are very uh, modern and developing, and then the, those uh, population will uh, be facing will be facing a lot of social changes and social transitions. So, in those areas, family life, education, and then the, uh, children problems, youth problems, uh, particularly mental health, uh, are very much cons uh, high on the priorities of the government. Mm. So. Um, Particularly after the COVID nineteen, uh, the government is uh, pay a lot of attention in uh, in uh, about mental health uh, and uh, positive health. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think in the in the coastal areas, I think the development of social work or the uh, the formality or the, or the style of social work is very much like urban Hong Kong. But in the rural areas, in the uh, less developed uh, provinces, so. Probably, probably uh, they have to do still deal with uh, uh, community uh, poverty, uh, etc. Uh, but at the same time, I think uh, the whole Chinese culture has a very uh, strong emphasis on children's education, and then the, that that means every family is facing certain kind of stress uh, of how to help the children to uh, to further in their studies and then to establish themselves in the social uh, strata in the social system. So uh, so there's the family work is also very important even in the rural area. Right. So, but from what you say, the the, the demographics in China seem to lend themselves to a mixture of what I was saying yes. before um, I, I, because of the well, the sheer scale of things, as you, as you say. But is there, you mentioned children there. So, I mean, within the social work kind of delivery, if you like, is there a distinction mm -hmm. in terms of people that work with children and families and people that work with adults? Uh, well, in the city, yes, uh, but uh, I think even in the cities like Guangzhou, Shenzhen, they uh, want to use an uh, integrated family services approach. So uh, they will try to uh, create some, some centers in the community, which is also community-based or center-based. And then, uh, uh, but the center uh, obviously has a very wide spectrum of services. So from older people to children, uh, but there are certain areas that focus mainly on young people, uh, like uh, uh, those who work in the judiciary, social work. I mean, uh, um, mm -hmm. in related with uh, uh, delinquency, and then uh, some work related with drug addicts. Uh, which drug addicts, then of course, if there are some ad more adults 
genetics than young people. Mm. And there are, there are certain fields that are specialized. But in general, uh, I think the approach is uh, the whole family approach. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of areas. I remember when I was training myself, I, I qualified in, I don't know, the late 1970s. And mm-hmm. um, things like forensic social work was just something, yeah, forensic written, social. something written on paper. Mm. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't <laughs> really? Well, you know, I mean, there, were, there was lots of aspects of social work that um, we did. We, we had generic social work then. So we were given, social workers were given caseloads of, of, of all ages and, and situations. Um, yes. And it was very difficult, to be honest, to, to specialize um, in, 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 in subject matters. You, you had to really kind of um, be jack of all trades, as the UK expression goes, but master of none. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, it, it was a very tricky, but now, of course, it's much more um, fine-tuned. Um, but mm. I think people will be fascinated listening to uh, your description of social work in China, because I think a lot of people would love to come and learn more about social work in China and share. And I think that's an area that you and I have definitely mm. talked about uh, before. Maybe we could sort of, before we, we've got five or ten minutes more, maybe talk a little bit more about international advancing, uh, international sharing, and the sort of things that you think are achievable now and maybe aspirational for the future. Yes, I uh, also uh, am thinking about uh, how uh, social workers can collaborate uh, internationally. Mm -hmm. I think in the past, we do have a lot of international exchanges uh, and then, uh, for example, uh, we have three major international organizations, and then we hold conferences every year. And uh, Hong Kong Social Workers is very keen uh, to learn uh, from the overseas uh, uh, practices and experiences. And of course, Hong Kong, uh, a few years back, they also we also hold, uh, held, uh, we held an a international conference uh, at Hong Kong uh, with the support of Hong Kong SAR. Uh, but of course, uh, it seems that it's still... Uh, Stay, uh, remain in the uh, intellectual or uh, uh, experiences sharing that kind of uh, approach. Uh, I, I understand that uh, even the uh, social workers in the in uh, United Kingdom, like uh, uh, your uh, BASW, has uh, actually has a representative come to Hong Kong and, and know a, a lot of Hong Kong social workers were acquainted with uh, your social work uh, social workers in Britain, and then of course they have also similar connections at in the United States. Uh, but it is it remain on the I think more on the personal. Uh, kind of relations or personal network. Uh, I'm suggesting perhaps uh, because of the advance of the internet, and then actually we can do more uh, by working together in some uh, in, uh, about some international uh, social uh, work task. Uh, for example, uh, helping the children or helping, uh, 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 like uh, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of. Uh, slave trade, uh, sex trade, yeah, right. sex slaves, that kind of problems. Yeah. And then uh, children's uh, uh, illegal, uh, illegal 
kind of uh, trafficking. So these kind of issues in the past, we may not be able to work together. But now I think uh, we have social workers in Vietnam, we have social workers in Cambodia, and all over the places we do, some people have uh, a lot of experiences, uh, we can share those experiences, and then they, we can actually work together like a I project. couldn't agree with yeah. you more. And I, I do think with yeah. the, these big worldwide subjects like um, human trafficking, slave-free trade, missing children, of which there are yes. hundreds of hundreds of thousands every year. Um, yes. All of these command an international response, not necessarily just a whole lot, hundreds of local responses. So uh, I, I do agree with you. And digitally is the perfect opportunity now for that kind of collaboration that you outlined to, um, mm -hmm. to take place. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. There are so many subjects that now lend themselves to a social work involvement. Um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a little bit like um, before, I think social work may have been involved a bit, but I honestly think that because of the way of the world now with the disasters you talk about, the global warming and all the various other kind of um, climate disasters that cause grief to huge populations, Social work has a definite role uh, as a first responder yes. in the front line. Yes. And we need to talk yes. more about it to people like you and um, social workers across borders that have got the e experience there. But like I was saying, it used to be social workers involved, but we really need social workers to be committed um, now, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. to, to uh, yeah. future development using... Yes. social work skills uh, uh, with the communities yes. that they live in. But so, uh, look, I tell you what I'm going to suggest, Johnson, is that like everything, you know, we've got time limits here and the podcast has got a time limit, but it's my podcast and, and people are, I know, very, very interested in the subjects you're talking about. I, I, I think what would be a very good idea with your permission is if we did a follow-up mm -hmm. to this podcast mm -hmm. in a month or two um, once people yeah. have kind of, okay. once people have digested a little bit and thought a bit more about what they're hearing from you today, would you be okay about that? Sure, sure, my pleasure, uh, my mm. pleasure. Actually, I we 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 hope that certain kind of uh, international cooperation can can be launched or yeah after the podcast or stimulated so. by the podcast. Well, yeah. I'll also send it. As you know, I'm I'm very much part of the Global Institute of Social Work. Um, yes. on their international advisory board. And, and, and well, you know, because we've done things together uh, with, with Singapore, yes. for example. And yes, um, yes. that to me is one international organization, but there are several. And I think we should be trying to influence all of them to give much more scrutiny to, to the subjects mm -hmm. that you're talking mm -hmm. about and the development and the future planning of social work interventions. So, look, I've got about, have about a minute or two left, okay, for you to give a message to the world uh, about where you see things, what you would like to see, you know, j just a, a fraternal okay, call okay. out to social workers, <laughs> if you like. Well, I, I just mentioned that at the beginning, we are a group of social workers and we feel obliged to do something more when we see the Asian tsunami. Other than just uh, donating money, we want to be involved directly. So we start the whole thing. And uh, I call this uh, some kind of original, uh, uh, I think, uh, 
some original kind of aspiration of being a social worker that you want to help or expand your your scope. Well, uh, I think this is very important, and I later on learned uh, later later I learned that uh, we uh, should not only confine ourselves to become a responder, a first responder. Uh, actually, I, we learned that uh, from the United Nations, there is an entire process of disaster management, and now they call it uh, emergency and disaster risk management. And then the WHO has developed the health EDLM, and I'm very. Uh, eager to see whether social workers together can uh, develop what we, I call a social psychological EDRM that uh, uh, get them be involved in the whole process of disaster management from mm. uh, response to recovery to recovery and then the reconstruction and then mitigation and then the preparation. So uh, it's a whole process. And then we can uh, actually be involved and need a, a lot of community education and community and develop community resilience uh, towards uh, disaster. Yeah. So uh, I hope uh, that uh, social psychological EDRM will uh, come out uh, with uh, certain experts coming together and then uh, start to write about it, just like oh, the show has. Yeah, yeah you've, well, you've got my voice with you. That's, I, 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 couldn't agree, <laughs> I couldn't agree more about the need for it now. And I've got to be honest, too, um, with, with what's going on today in my home country of Scotland in Glasgow, the climate conference, um, mm-hmm. what they're throwing mm-hmm. up and illustrating is an absolute need for um, stronger community responses um, to what's happening. And social work is an absolute integral part, in my view, of um, Mm -hmm. community need for response. So anyway, look, but for now, Professor Mm -hmm. Johnson Wong, I'm so pleased that you agreed to come on the program, but we're <laughs> going to have you back and we're going to push this further in a month or so. And But so for now, thank you very much for being on the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, very interesting talk and, and uh, very pleasant uh, discussions. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.